0: I'll
1: talk
2: to you. Let me ask you a question. Why do you want to play for all dogs? Is the girl. What is going on, ladies, pigeons, and bench warmers? Welcome back to the 200 foot game college hockey podcast, episode 60. I'm Andrew Marsh. I'm Brendan Keller. And I'm Marky Hager. And we are back to discuss some college hockey. We have our news around the nation guest, Minnesota Wild host and St. Cloud State graduate, Kirsten Kroll. And then we have our series of the week color is hot right now stay hot kid let's say that's what i do hey
0: i fucking told you guys last week i was gonna keep going and i did all right we'll get to that later but you know what i don't miss on my locks except when i told everyone i was with the other night to put their house on the calgary flames money line and they proceeded (laughs) to lose seven to two to the edmonton oilers (laughs) or should i say or should i say connor mcdavid I shouldn't say the Edmonton Oilers. He only had like five points. In seven oh my. Who cares?
3: It was me, Keller, and then like four of the other boys from that were in the tournament playing playing this weekend. And he's just like, everyone hammer the flames. Everything you got. Max bet. And they went down one nothing. It was never the flames.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Wait, well, hey, before we get into the show, we got to do it. Episode 60. Keller said he had a good one. Here we go. Three, two, one jose jose theodore, theodore. let's go oh, <laughs> let's go i mean That's it couldn't easy. be any if you picked anybody else fuck you is jose two, th-
0: two things about jose theodore not theodore theodore. Okay. theodore that is correct okay uh one he's a pilot now pretty funny just flies planes two <laughs> i think he's putting those pilot lessons good to use because i think his bottle's still on the moon from when sid put it on the moon <laughs> On that breakaway in his rookie year on the
3: uh, shootout. Uh, it was a shootout winner, right? It wasn't a penalty. Yeah, shot. no, it was a shootout winner. Yeah, just literally sent the, the <laughs> bottle the, the or- Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. It was this backhand, too. You need a rover to find that thing. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, but he's a pilot now. Pretty funny. I don't know. I just heard that on a podcast a few weeks ago. And it's just like, all right.
2: Uh, before we get into news around the nation, Keller was just spamming our phones with a certain, I would say, cluster of videos regarding a certain team that just took home hardware this weekend. I, mean, I did not do that. You were you rock solid. I could tell through the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said. Which sent is funny whole... because you didn't even go to school there. I did, and you're the yeah, one.
3: He sent the video of the highlights. And it was just like, watch the first goal, watch the second goal. Oh my God, the. <laughs> I was in one Okay
0: Well if you really Want me to break it down First one Shane Pinto Gross Below the goal line you Feed between Zach his Sanford. legs Yeah I do mean Zach Sanford But Shane Pinto's better Zach Sanford's a fucking Joke right now Alright I'm a big yeah. Zach Sanford guy He's a fucking Disaster right now <laughs> <Sanford's blues. laughs> He did have a gross Tip the other night But he's a joke The second one Tyler Clevin Had an unreal celly He fucking Teebus solani Pretty much for Christ's shakes. Yeah the other one Was Shane Pinto's new But you know Who cares that's expected. We see that once a week. And we saw we saw another gritty, too. We did see another gritty out of Grant Mismash. That was decent. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the old locker room. You love uh, to see it. Who,
2: who was the other? Kim York, at the World Juniors.
0: Yeah. The other hockey guy that we've seen. Yeah, now? and then
2: uh, Brendan Keller in Mark's basement, World Junior. I did not do that. that. Game. I did not do that. Absolutely. Yeah, did. 100% <laughs> I did the gritty. 100% did. I made sure I put it in the recap, too. Well, I mean, you have to. Here and there, you got to keep the room
0: light, I guess.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Someone else is
0: going to do it. I'm going to do it. Mark's not going to do it. Somebody's got to do it. I well, would pay to see Mark do it.
3: Is it gritty? I've tried it. It's not good.
2: <laughs> and mine is. <laughs>
3: I mean, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I, I, I look like a
2: fucking moron. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, we'll let Mark send that text message that he just got, and let's send it on over to our news around the nation. Coast to coast, covering all things college hockey. It's time for the news around the nation. The NCAA greenlights the national tournament sites. Good shit here. Keller, what do we got?
0: Yeah, so the uh, Manchester site backed out. Uh, We did hear uh, Odin Tufto touched on it a little bit last weekend. After we dropped the podcast, uh, there was some noise around there being... Uh, Two different regions or sites, uh, but they're going to stick with the status quo. It sounds like uh, four locations, which I personally like because, you know, keep it as normal as possible, of course. And um, I think four locations works well. Uh, Of course, you got to have four willing locations, but hopefully we'll have that. Uh, The selection process will use a mathematics and eye test. You know, mathematics is kind of like a a makeshift pairwise this year. But they're going to look at quality win bonus, home and away splits, uh, overtime still in play. I don't know. what. what well, let's just say this last part before I give my opinion. Uh, teams need 13 games to qualify. So I think most teams are getting there by now, especially I think BU's pretty close. Yeah. They're right around the 11 to 12 range, I want to say. They're at 11 have, as of right you now. still have plenty of time uh, before that. So, yeah, I don't think... I don't know. Anybody in our top sixteen, which we'll get to, I think there's, all of them are probably one. good to go. Uh,
3: actually, no. No, no. no. Overall, we're good. Yeah, they're good as well. I don't really see anybody that's really in much. BU is probably the lowest. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. In our top sixteen. Yeah. So yeah, it's BU.
0: Yeah. So I think this. Uh, you know, this seems to be as normal as possible. Uh, obviously, you know, with the pairwise being not the exact same this year. Uh, it's going to have to change a little bit, but uh, they're still going to use some of the same metrics, I think, to determine who's in and who's out. What do you guys think about this?
2: Yeah, no, dude, I, I, I think it's good that they're they're keeping the four locations just because it's basically what is normal, and you want to try and be as normal as possible. I'm not going to lie. I think two locations would have been kind of sick. It would have given off that, uh, that bubble feel that we had in the NHL playoffs, which I thought was really cool, but you know at the same time you want, you want to keep things normal and i think four locations is great and i'm excited i i really want to see what we used to get i mean we weren't even alive at this time but like back in the day when it was like the east versus the west essentially oh that was yeah to have like bu going up against minnesota like that would be fucking awesome
3: shout out rizzo's love, book
2: yeah i would love to see that
3: an East-West type deal would be pretty fucking wild in this kind of situation. But I, with all the information that's starting to come out, it's a little, like we all said, it's a little more normal that we're used to for this time of year with the tournament. Um, I mean, you know, with the pairwise rendered pretty much absolutely useless, it's going to be interesting to see just how these 16 teams are determined um, and who who gets in and who gets snubbed. But uh, I'm just glad there's a fucking
2: tournament. The bottom yeah. line. Well, I wonder how they're going to do like the rankings because
3: that's that's know, what I, I as it's going to make no sense to me cuz Yeah, well are you going well, to
2: ours. Yeah, they I should. Think, yeah, exactly. But, but my thing is it's not so much like the rankings in terms of like oh who should be number 14, who should be number 15. It's more so like are you going to put a team that's out west in a eastern location? Like you have to look at how many teams are in what locations because of COVID and you yeah. have to make sure that you know teams aren't getting COVID to where these games don't happen when they're supposed to happen so I think it's going to be interesting but at the same time like how are you going to figure that all out and I, I think that the whole interconference thing how they usually want to stay away from that I think that's out the window
0: yeah to make things happen uh, in a you know like you were saying to, to maybe limit travel early on uh, they may have to do that because it's we all know you know a lot of these conferences are ge- they are geographical based for the most part you got the big 10 all kind of right there in the midwest upper midwest i should say the nch is kind of spread out a little bit between the midwest and the as far west as i guess you could get as colorado but it's so weird to think i wish we do get to a point where you know when you say east versus west in college hockey that like west actually means west I hope we get yeah. to a point where that is the thing, because when you say West, it's like, fuck, we're talking about, like, Minnesota. <laughs> 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 Minnesota, I mean, yeah. North Dakota,
2: and Colorado. That's as far west as it's we're just, getting. just Midwest and North, basically. <laughs> Dude, I could see, like, within the next, I mean, uh, let's just say 10 years, where you get teams out in, like, California, if they actually end up doing, like, an East versus West type deal for the Frozen Four, I think that'd be sick. Yeah, because I mean, you could include the Cali
3: teams and then the, like we just, the Minnesotas and all that. Like you could, you could field something like that, but.
2: Well, think about it. Like how many times are teams out West? Let's just, this is all hypothetical. How many team? how many times would they travel all the way out to the East Coast to play like a Boston University or a, you know, Boston College or Providence? Maybe once a year. How many times are they going to do that? Yeah, like it's not going to happen a lot that would be a perfect time for them to just kind of go to that east-west type of type of deal. I think it would be sick.
0: I don't even know, like, who out there would do that, though.
2: UNLV could
0: yeah, you know, um,
2: do it. You would have – I mean – I think – doesn't Washington or Oregon have a team that's yeah, they not have a, bad? They have, yeah, they have
0: ACHA teams.
2: thing is I – Because mean, I'm looking
0: at the California teams right now that have NCAA teams. They're just, you know, not D one, obviously. None of them are big names. Uh, so that one besides UCLA. And the other the other thing is is because I think it would have to be a bigger school in California to make the jump because oh, yeah. they would need money to fall back on. So they would need to be at a school where there's, you know, the football and basketball programs bring in the money to help fund their programs because I mean, I, I don't know if they can just do it right off the bat. I, I don't know.
2: No, for sure. It would have to be a, a huge like Pac twelve team. Yeah. That would that would have to just throw money at it. It's not like they don't have money, but you know, you have to have people that are interested. But think about it, dude. There's a hell of a lot of California players that are coming out now. There's a lot of Cali kids that are good at hockey. They're gross at hockey.
0: Yeah, they're all in fucking Saint Louis now playing roller hockey. Yeah, you mean GL Fordyce? <laughs> no. Um yeah there are for sure. Uh, they're kinda hit and miss, for my understanding at least Uh, in Cali it's it's I mean St. Louis was like this uh for a little bit but I think they're becoming more consistent with the birth years and like obviously you know the 96 97 98 years were pretty fucking
2: unreal here
0: but in terms of NHL talent but I mean it it, every year now it feels like it's you know the birth year doesn't matter in terms of college talent yeah I mean, you're going to get a few kids that are going to go play D1 ice hockey in St. Louis every year yep so, uh, and that's just with, you know, the Blues uh, organization or the, uh, the Car Shield organization. And that's just that's just two organizations out in Cali. They have, you know, all three NHL teams have their own four games. <laughs> uh, those are, especially to my understanding, hit and miss. Uh, very, sharks are horrible. Very hit and miss. The Sharks are horrible. The Kings have had good birth years. Uh, Ducks are really middle of the pack all the time. Yeah, so it's like... they. And so, uh, the most talent to, comes out of camps. Yeah. So, so Chow guy I went to school with. Obviously, you two know him, but he uh, he was telling me that out in Cali, everybody ends up leaving because it's just like the hockey's not good enough there. But I'm saying growing up. Oh yeah, they end up leaving. He's a he knows he's known plenty of kids to come play here in St. Louis or where else did he say? There was a couple other Chicago, I think. Um So it's just like they all end up leaving anyways because it's like you get to a point when you're like. I don't know, 14 years old, 15 years old. And you're just like, all right, I'm pretty, I'm out, pretty yeah. good.
3: I'm pretty good, and no one else here is. The highest-ranked like, California AAA team in U18s right now is the Junior Ducks at 33, so.
2: Well, the thing it's is, not, like, it's not bad. I mean, not bad, no, but, like, I mean. You don't have to live there, though, per se. Like, you can get your homegrown guys But at the same time. Think about how many Arizona kids are playing on Arizona State. Not a lot. Probably no. none. Almost. Well,
0: because the the it's just not the Austin Matthews effect hasn't taken place yet in youth hockey. Like those kids are still playing youth hockey.
2: No, yeah, for sure.
0: So I think it, within the next five years, I would say you'd start to see that.
2: Right, but the thing is, what I'm what I'm trying to get at is like, say USC started a team, like or, I think they have an ACHA program, but let's say they went to D one, NCAA. I mean who the fuck Wouldn't want to go play College hockey in California No it
0: sounds like shit What do you mean Play hockey in Los Angeles And uh yeah.
3: Doesn't sound fun
0: nah. Keep it PC There's a little bit of talent Out there So it's like You know what I mean Alright cool I'm there it's Pretty much like going to Arizona State Not really though I mean you got the desert And the beach A little different But Yeah At the end of the day It's like Alright <laughs> Fucking see ya I don't
2: know I think it'd be uh think it'd be cool
0: Dude, I was looking on here. The, one of the NCAA teams is uh, Fresno State, and I think Fresno State is north in California, in northern California. I'm not entirely sure on that. But I think it's closer to, like, San Jose, which is in northern,
2: yeah. northern California. So, a place like that, I don't know. Well, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll see it in the next 10 years. Definitely not happening anytime soon, but uh, it's yeah, always fun not. to... to you know... Hypotheticals, baby. Yeah, hypotheticals, exactly. Well, speaking of the national tournament, we have all of the conference tournament formats set. They're all set to go. What do we got first?
0: Uh, yeah, the Atlantic Hockey Conference has announced their format. All 11 teams are going to make the tournament. Uh, eight teams play with five buys. The first round is single elimination. Uh, the quarters are going to be BO3, best of three. And the semis and final are going to be single elimination. That's <laughs> It's kind of fucking weird to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't just make them all single or like, well, like the first two rounds single limb. Yeah, or I don't know, like NCH is all single elimination. So yeah, I don't, I don't really get that. That doesn't
3: either. make any sense. The
0: Bo three throws me off. The other, the other stuff why is why fine. There. I don't know why it's there. It and it's not an irrelevant round. Like the quarters no. are like, yeah, it's the quarterfinal, but like.
3: You're gonna it's, do that? Not the final in, four. You do it in the semis and the
2: finals. Like, if you're gonna do it at all, but I, I would just maybe, do single elim. I think it's maybe because all of the teams, not all the teams, five teams have buys. So like, one team. What? Like, let's put it this way. What if one team, let's say AIC, they get the buy. I mean, they're the number one team, right? Like, and they, they have a shit where they're at. They have a shit game and lose to some, you know bottom half team that was horrible all year but they just had a bad game they're out just like that boom season like a sacred heart dude, I mean it's possible dude anything can happen in college hockey but I'm, that's that's what I'm getting at I think I understand why for this conference. they're giving the top teams the benefit of the doubt exactly Long story. for the yeah.
0: they're getting a buy. that's exactly what I'm saying yeah. yeah fair enough uh hockey east their tournament is set to start march 10th and end on the 20th all 11 teams will be in play single elimination and the games will be played at the higher seeded home arena i would assume this means the number 1 team will get a bye i mean
2: just can't have 11 teams play each other <laughs> in the opening round right i think well the way i look at it is like okay think of like football There's, you there's usually 12 teams right yeah so the top 2 no well are you talking about nfl yeah nfl in the, in the
0: nfl it's uh, division winners, so four, uh, and then this but year the, they did three wild cards, so seven teams in each conference.
2: Right, but if you know, looking back at the yeah. previous years, there's 12 teams. So let's just yeah. say there's another team added. You just add like another buy. Essentially, that's how it would go. Maybe you're thinking four first round matchups with three buys. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. So there's yeah, four games. It would. Yeah.
0: yeah. Four through 11 play each other, obviously,
2: with their correct seating, and one through three get bys in the first round. And then, I don't know. yeah. Something like that. We're not mapping. Yeah. Leaders, long but- story
0: short, long story short, games will be playing at their higher seated home arena. So they're not doing a central location like this place is. We already kind of touched on this in a previous episode a week or two ago. The NCHC pod will be in Grand Forks. Uh, Obviously, North Dakota would be hosting that, being it's in Grand Forks. Uh, they are also now Penrose Cup champions for the second straight season. That is the regular season um, conference champion, of course. And
2: dude, that thing is huge. Ass- yeah. bigger than
0: I thought it dude, was, yeah. it's
2: massive, dude. <laughs> I remember when I was in school, they would bring it. They won my senior year, I think, I Think no, no, it wasn't my senior year. Well, they obviously won my sophomore year, but they, dude, they brought it to the bars. That thing was huge. Like yeah, no, humongous, literally, dude. I saw the
3: presentation. And I show, yeah, and we were at Sammy's, and I literally showed everybody. I go look how fucking big this thing is. Really oh,
2: massive. How about the, uh, how about um the NCHC commissioner slapping Jordan Kawaguchi's ass after he held up the trophy? Yeah, no, I didn't <laughs> see oh yeah, that. that is cheese. Yeah, just gave him a little tap. Pampering. Damn right. Yeah, you can't shake his hand because of COVID, but he can slap his ass. There's
3: a lot of padding there.
2: Yeah? Oh, that's funny. But uh, also, we didn't mention AIC. They're taking home the number one seed, too, in the Atlantic Hockey Conference. We're big AIC guys. At least I Yeah.
3: Know. Oh, I, yeah. 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 Their Twitter account's gross.
2: Dude, <laughs> every single day, I swear to God, I see an LFG exclamation points probably 10 of them from head coach eric lang on twitter
0: dude he's gotten me on it that's all i say now yeah lfg lfg (laughs) but yeah well anyways the last uh or not the last the last two conference tournaments we got to touch on WCHA postseason will begin with the top four teams each hosting a bo3 best of three quarterfinal series from there the top four remaining seeds uh highest remaining seeds will meet in a two-round Championship weekend at the site of the highest remaining seed. So we'll go central for the laugh for the semis and the uh the final. But that'll just be in one weekend. And I would assume that'll be single elimination, being that it's fucking two days.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think we all pretty much have an idea of who we would choose to win this, but it's gonna be a lot more interesting than you would think. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good there's there's some good teams
2: in that division, so Dude, these conference Especially come
3: alive at the end, so...
2: Yeah. Dude, these conference tournaments are going to be fucking nuts. Yeah. I mean,
3: we'll touch on it later, but I say this simply because, I mean, when you have Minnesota State, who's lost two games this year, going to overtime with Ferris State, who's won a game this whole year, I mean, never know what can happen in a tournament like this. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Speaking of a tournament that we potentially could have zero clue what's going to happen in is the Big Ten yeah, uh, it's hosted by Notre Dame. The tournament is returning to the one weekend single elimination format used during the first four years of Big Ten hockey, and will feature all seven teams. So, got to think that
2: number one is getting a buy there. But could uh, you imagine if, like, fucking Michigan State won? Dude, it, like, it weirdly they could have, happen. They like, we have an automatic qualifier to the tournament. To the take somebody out, and Mark would jump through the glass.
3: Eh. If Charlie <laughs> scored it, eh. if
2: Charlie scored, I'd jump through the glass. Yeah, sure.
3: I mean, I had Michigan State in my top sixteen for a hot minute,
2: just because I don't know, I don't know. They, Michigan State won a big game. in like November, and marks like top sixteen.
3: Dude, they Put won it on some the board. big games. They won some big games. Well, that
2: was
0: before we th- we knew that Arizona State wasn't very good. They beat them yeah.
3: twice. He beat Michigan once. Like I mean, hey. I mean, saying. No, I I'm I'm am I'm I'm kind of defending you here. We, yeah. They, Arizona State, we had we all thought we were going to be good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Take that in, Mark. Keller's defending you. Doesn't happen a lot.
3: That uh, never, actually. What do you mean when it's fucking warranted I'll fucking defend it, anybody?
0: <laughs> it's just, you know.
2: It's usually not warranted. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we have our top 16 coming up, but before that, We got to get into uh, some ACHA rankings because they just dropped the polls this past week. We got to go over them because our team is in the number one spot. And then I have a team that's in the top 16 of that. Oh, my
0: God. You're showing your allegiance to Lindenwood over
2: Maryville. Okay. Uh, No, I said both. You said our team. Well, it's like a collective team, our team. And then I have my team.
0: Where's
3: Mark coming to that? Getting rinsed? My little want. I beat him one time. I'm literally going to take yeah. that to my grave. I made yeah. like fucking 42
2: saves. I'm pretty sure that came up like two episodes ago. It did. Probably. Yeah. But when it does, we'll I have just, to make it known. Uh, anyways, we'll run through these pretty quickly.
0: Obviously, we, you know, pay attention to the local teams here and, you know, teams that we know some cats on. But, you know gotta say i haven't caught any concordia and arbor games so. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah this is the uh and these are 19 they have 19 in their poll. what a weird fucking number because only 16 <laughs> make their tournament uh which by the way is here in st louis we've touched on that it's at uh maryville they're set up out in chesterfield missouri and uh yeah so lindenwood's uh the consensus number one adrian's number two uh, Davenport 3, Calvin 4, Liberty 5, Minot State 6, Ohio 7, Iowa State 8, Lawrence Tech 9, Indiana Tech 10, Jamestown 11, Maryville 12, Missouri State, let's go, 13, I'll take some allegiance there, uh, <laughs> Aquinas 14, Midland, Sammy Kay's alma mater uh, at 15, I say that because Midland is Sammy K's favorite uh, country artist, uh, McKendry at 16. I'm not taking allegiance there. Uh, went on a football recruiting visit there. That's about it. Uh, Concordia and Arbor at 17, Rochester at 18, Waldorf
3: at 19. You know who played at Midland University? Who? Samuel Turner. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Oh, the kid that was on your team this weekend? Nah, nah. nah he stick guy.
2: Sam stick, stick guy. Sam didn't play with us this weekend.
0: I thought you said he was playing
2: with you. He Sam Turner, too, but. Sam Turner's uh, little brother plays at Maryville now, Spencer. Yes, yes. Sam is literally disgusting. So.
3: Oh, I thought you said he was playing with you. You said he, he was going with Yeah, that was for Midwest Wars if he's going to be here because Wingo can't go. So we're going to see if he Oh, uh, that's be. right. Yeah.
2: Keller, are you ripping the jewel over there? What are you talking about? I could have sworn I saw you rip the jewel. Why, why are you asking these questions? <laughs> I don't know. I was just wanting to know. Yes. <laughs> Looks like you're choking on yourself. What? I'm not mm, Mark. You're just like oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not Mark. That's Mark all day. Mark has ripped it like three times since I've known him, and every time warranted a cough.
2: That's where I'm at. Yep. <laughs> the tough look.
0: Yeah. It is what it is. Anyways, this is the ACHA setup. Marsh, who's uh, have any of these teams come in town to play Maryville besides Mo
2: State and Lindenwood? So, Maryville played Missouri State at Missouri State. Uh, two rowdy games, by the way, high-scoring games. Midland has come in. They split with Maryville. Uh, McKendree, obviously. Maryville, 3-1 and one against them this year. Liberty, that's what we... Liberty-bibbity. We, uh, Liberty-bibbity. Yeah, Liberty, they were supposed to play Maryville at home, so Maryville would have traveled to their home barn and- uh, We're also Mar-
0: the team that beat Long Island.
2: Yeah, yeah, so it was that weekend, because <laughs> Maryville canceled. They're like, we're not playing. <laughs> and uh, Liberty went and played Long Island that weekend and won. And then obviously Linenwood, so-
0: And Adrian's always a powerhouse too. They're always up there with Linenwood too. But do you know if they're
2: having fans? At the national tournament? Yes. Ah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it I would go for shits and gigs, hundred percent. I think it's all dependent upon, like, the school and the uh, like the town. So I want I want to be surprised. It's weird though, because Maryville won't allow fans to attend if they like they can't sit in the actual bleachers, but they can like sit on the outside and like by the bar area. But Let's like get crippled drunk together, you could, dude. You could actually go. But you can't do that at the Maryville games, but like youth fans can go. It's so fucking dumb, dude. It's well, that so should dumb. just show you where, uh, you know. It's a school decision, but that, yeah, I'm not gonna get
0: too in depth here. But we've talked about this several times. That's where uh, school administration thinking they're fucking smarter than everybody. That's pretty much what that comes down to.
2: But, yes, that is the ACHA poll. We'll we'll talk about that more as uh, as the weeks go on. We're going to be talking a lot of uh, polls coming up. We got our top 16, so why don't we dive into that right now? (laughs) The nation's best lives here. It's the 200-foot game, top 16. Keller, doing your little mathematics. Let's hear it. All
0: right, dude. Acting like I got some fucking pairwise ranking in my brain. Uh, Yeah, not much has changed at the top, at least. Uh, We still have UND at one. Minnesota State at two. BC three. Minnesota four. Wisconsin five. Michigan six. uh, St. Cloud seven. BU up to eight. It's a big change. Uh, Marsh has had them there for a couple weeks, I feel like. But, you know, they've actually... Me and Marky have obviously elevated them for them to get to this point. So they're number eight now. There was uh, obviously a couple teams that had a tough weekend or tough week, I should say. And they dropped. UMass at nine. Omaha was swept. They're at 10. I get they got swept by the number one team in the country, but neither game was close. So, hey, got a drop in that situation, in my opinion. And Duluth falls to 11. They lost to Colorado College. Oh, boy. Not a great time to be uh, doing this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there, So we dropped them to 11. Uh, PX at 12. AIC up to 13. Bowling Green at 14. They did have a, a 0-0 tie against uh, Northern Michigan, but they did come back and win. What was it? Six-nothing? Or yeah. six-two. Yeah. Six-two, yeah. I want to say. But nonetheless, uh, they dropped one spot to 14. Providence at 15. Uh, we got rid of Northeastern. They lost 4-1 to Lowell. They did beat them 4-0, but we got rid of them because this team got hot down the stretch here. We got Lake Superior making an Let's appearance. Go. <laughs> appearance at 16. Uh, we all threw them in there at 16. Why not? For fresh blood, they took care of Bowling Green last week. And they're 12-4-3 this year. So, hey, I love some... So, I am here for an Atlantic hockey team. Not them. Uh, I'm talking about ASE. Or some WCHA teams that aren't named Minnesota State to make some fucking noise. Right. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I'm all over that. Uh, I need to see some, you know, just not your traditional teams in the top 16. I think it makes things fun, and obviously, it uh, the parity level is is great in that case. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on these rankings before we do our interview?
2: Uh, I will say, really, a toss up right now between Lake Superior and Michigan Tech. They're kind of they're kind of you know right next to one another. If you look at the the weighted win percentage. Michigan Tech has a better weighted win percentage, but Lake Superior has been playing good hockey lately. So if you're taking the Mark route and you're doing very recent games, a lot of recency bias. It's a week-by-week week ranking, baby. That's true. Mark
0: can never be on the college football playoff committee. Be like, well, fuck. This team's 8-4, and four, but they just beat goddamn Clemson. So they're in, right? Maybe so they be Clemson. Body of work, bud. It's a body of
2: work, bud. I mean, if, if if Mark was on the committee, Northern Illinois would, been, would have been playing UCF a few years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah, when they had, uh, oh, my God, what is that guy's name? Oh. Their quarterback, dude, Lynch was his last name. I know not, Paxton, not, Paxton. not Paxton. Obviously not Paxton. Obviously not Paxton. Jordan Lynch. Jordan Lynch, he got drafted as a fucking tight end to the Patriots. But, uh, dude, he literally was like Tim Tebow on yeah. a group of five level. This dude just ran for, like, 150 yards through for, like, 200, like, every game, and they were unreal when he was there. So, that's where my head went when you said Northern Illinois. Didn't Jimmy Garoppolo go there? Eastern Illinois. Oh, So Eastern did Illinois. Tony Romo. Jimmy nice. Garoppolo broke all of Tony Romo's records there. So, there you go.
2: Both turned out to be very average quarterbacks, if you ask me. You know what's funny is – this is a this is a college hockey podcast, yet Keller knows everything there is about college football. Well, I mean, he played football. Well, here's also a thing. Uh,
3: his biggest college is also could, Miami football. Yeah, college hockey
0: college hockey, if it was televised as such, like college football,
2: like growing and could, up and you could bet on it. That that's just not the case. All right. We should start uh, making lines for bets for college hockey dude we talked about this <laughs> the other day
0: Sammy wanted to start one for fucking roller or hockey and I'm like dude you gotta have a lot of money to start that like you yeah. can't just be like wake up one day and be like I'm a bookie <laughs> <laughs> it's like you better have several thousand dollars to your name to be to like that you're willing to give away yeah obviously you have stuff coming in from people that are like me that are horrible but I mean there's some fucking studs out there that'll oh take, yeah take five ten
2: grand off your head just real quick, and
3: we're I'm talking here. roller hockey. I could make some shit happen, so watch out.
2: I'm saying I think it'd be cool if we did something similar, kind of like our series of the week, but we did like money lines, the spread, or the puck line. Uh, yeah, but I don't even like if you won, like you if you if you hit or whatever, you would get like a free hat or something. Kind of like our new our new uh, fad that's going on from your other podcast. Okay, there it is.
0: I'm not plugging that here. I'm not a bitch. But, Mark, I don't know if you fucking ch- chimed in here before we tossed it all over to our interview. Did you chime in on these rankings?
3: No, I did not. Do you have uh, anything to say? It's okay if you don't? I, I mean, UMD's playing shit hockey. That's about as plain and simple as it gets. Can't drop two to Western Michigan and one to Colorado College and expect not to fall down in the old top 16. Like Keller said, horrific time to be doing this sort of thing. That's very. That's it's a good organization over there. It's a good group. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I can't wait
0: to I shove it up everybody's hoop in the NCHC tournament. They're going to win that and then go on and fucking essentially <laughs> win. <laughs> technically, threepeat. Even technically, though technically, technically, even though in my brain they 3P threepeated last year.
3: But, uh, that's I mean, that's the main takeaway. Nothing else. Nothing else too exciting over the weekend. So, other than UN, UND just doing what they do.
2: Uh, before we head to our interview with Kirsten Kroll. We got to mention, uh, we were just talking about college football. I don't think we mentioned it last week, but Miami Hurricanes were in the NCHC standings in last place there for a little bit. <laughs> they were. They were indeed. Absolute total fuck up. Whoever Dude, they have a the
0: hockey but. team. Have you ever seen their jerseys? They're, They're fucking nasty. gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, it's, it's the city of Miami. They ain't doing shit wrong when it comes to style. I mean, they might, you know. Not look great in the record department in some sports. Well, I will at say that the,
2: the at, Miami at Heat, their little yogurt jerseys, those, those are, are horrible. Bad. Those, those are, horrible. are bad. Horrible.
0: Yeah, no. but look at this. Uh, yeah, these are gross. I don't think these are real. I don't know if they're real. But they definitely have a hockey team. I mean, let's get real. They're Literally never gonna have a hockey team because it's just like they can fucking barely fill up their god not even fill up their actual pro hockey team's rank for the Florida Panthers play. Is it Miami? But uh Yeah, I just shot a picture over to you guys. It's pretty gross. In the uh the zoom chat or No, I'm not I dude,
2: I honestly don't even know how to do <laughs> it. It was a
3: care. link. So I was gonna put it in there.
2: Dude, that actually looks like a jersey by a Walmart though. Like a hoodie. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, they all look like that, though, when you type in University of Miami hockey jersey. And you get your Ohio jerseys from Miami, Ohio, which is obviously fair. I digress.
2: All right. Well, that'll do it for our top 16. Let us know what you guys think. Tweet at us. Leave us a comment in the uh, good old uh, uh, whatever it's called for the podcast. However you listen, just let us know. But we're going to head over to our guest of the week. And this is kind of a different one. Kirsten Kroll, who's all over social media. She is the Wild host, the Minnesota Wild in-game host. She went to St. Cloud State and she was a broadcaster there, did like ringside reporting and all that fun stuff. But we decided to talk with her and see what she's up to today. And also just kind of get an an idea of what it was like being a broadcaster for St. Cloud, especially during those unreal days when they were number one in the nation there for uh, a couple years so good to talk with her so we hope you guys all enjoy the interview so without further ado it's kirsten kroll
0: Now we want to welcome on to the show St. Cloud grad, Minnesota Wild host and co-host of her new podcast, Off the Record Sports Talk, Kirsten Kroll. Kirsten, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, you guys. Thank you for having me. And how are all of you doing tonight?
0: Doing Not well. too bad. Long day of work
3: now. We got the blues tonight, I guess. So <laughs> Yeah, with a go. nice six degree weather. It's great.
1: We're not you, yeah. you guys not can't even it. talk if it we're feels not used- like it's yeah. negative 30 here. Yeah, that's so- horrible.
2: Yeah, oh,
0: yeah that's uh, I was gonna say, like, you know, we're kind of preaching to the choir there, Mark, but yeah. uh, <laughs> we don't get that here usually. Yeah, it gets cold here, but like, it's we supposed actually- to be like. I don't know. The high is single digits
3: this weekend. I'm pretty sure. It's kind of rare down here. We actually have the opportunity to maybe skate on some ponds, and that happened. Yeah, like that, that's not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I've skated um, on as the pond much as once. I love
1: Minnesota. Maybe it's time for a change of scenery. <laughs> if yeah, that's possibly. the case, don't
3: <laughs> it's very rare we get the chance to skate because it like
0: doesn't get cold enough. So it gets to be like 103 with 93% humidity in the summer here. So yeah Yeah, you know i don't
1: have too much to complain about with summers up here it's pretty near perfect and then you have (laughs) all the lakes so i mean that is a big bonus
3: yeah you're in business there (laughs) i will argue that we have the lake though
0: in the lake of the Ozarks. so that's i mean there's a tv show about it so i have
1: never been but i've heard very good things
0: yeah that's our only claim to fame here (laughs) (laughs) well first off uh, obviously, we want to congratulate you on your fresh—I guess it's not fresh anymore—but your new position with the Wild. You announced that back in October. Obviously, with COVID, kind of you know ruining everybody's lives here. What was that process like for you being in the broadcasting industry when sports were kind of, sort of, up in the air?
1: I'm not going to lie. When everything first happened, I think everyone had this initial impression. Oh, it's just going to be a couple weeks then we're going to be back at it. Like, this is going to be some really nice downtime to just chill out, hang out with some friends. Fast forward to now almost a year later and it's still going on. So it became a lot worse than I think any of us ever had anticipated. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was really tough and discouraging right when everything was shutting down because you know, I was getting really close to that graduation point. I had been talking to the wild at that point and they were kind of in the interviewing process with me. And I think I was officially going to hear back in April, but, um, there was a game I was supposed to host for them in arena, uh, back in, I think it was early March, right. When everything shut down and it was the same day, the league went on pause. So I got an email there, telling me the games, postponed for that night. And then the process when I was originally supposed to hear back if I got the job in April, because of the pandemic, it got extended. And then I officially heard back in October. So, I mean, no fault of anyone except for just, you know, the current situation with everything that's going on. And I think at this point, I'm just super thankful to have a job and the job that I was really hoping for. And that we're able to have a hockey season. That's huge. But yeah, just now I'm feeling really grateful. But those months were tough. And I know not just for me, but for everybody, it was not an easy time.
0: Well, I assume that being that, you know, you went to St. Cloud and whatnot, you're you've been a wild fan your whole life.
1: Um, I feel like I am, you guys are expecting my answer with this, but, um, no, um, uh, it's a funny Good choice. story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the I have always liked the wild growing up here, but, and I think this kind of applied with me for every sport, with the exception of the twins and unfortunately the Timberwolves, <laughs> um, I've always been a fan of those two teams. Um, but You know, I've always liked the wild, but I had this thing when I was younger that everyone liked the Vikings, everyone liked the wild and I wanted to go against the current and I was like no like I'm not going to root for those teams, even though I've been born and raised here my entire life. So I mean I've always liked the wild but I didn't even start watching hockey until I was a junior in high school when I decided I was going to go to St Cloud State and that I needed to learn the sport if I wanted to become a sports reporter. Because hockey is the sport up there. And so I wanted to cover it. And I needed to learn about the game. So I started watching hockey then. I didn't come from a hockey family at all. So I knew very minimally about the sport. And I started watching during the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I turned it to a random game on NBCSN. And the Predators were playing. And so... (laughs) They were the very first team I started watching. I got hooked, and I have was cheering for them ever since my allegiance right now Fair lies enough. with the Wild. But, I mean, I, I have a soft spot for the Preds.
0: You're pro- it was playoffs, and, yeah, I mean,
3: they were probably beating the Blues back then. I absolutely <laughs> were. I mean, they, they made it to a West Final and a Stanley Cup Final, though we were getting our ass kicked by them <laughs>
1: Funny story about them in the Stanley Cup finals. I was actually in Greece for the majority of the finals. And we were on some random island. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This sounds like such a made up story, but I promise it's real. (laughs) I know, it was a rough life. (laughs) But no, we were on an island. I don't remember which one it was. And it was actually really cool to see because there was this little, it was six in the morning there. There was this little mini restaurant and they actually had game five playing of the finals with the Preds and the Penguins. So that was really cool to see all the way over there. I wasn't expecting that. I thought I had time to at least catch some more games when I came home. And right when I was at the airport coming back, that's when I found out that the Preds had lost. So Ah. that was pretty disappointing. Tough.
2: Well, uh, before you, you joined the Wild, uh, you mentioned you're at St. Cloud State. And, you know, obviously this is a college hockey podcast. so We love talking with people within, you know, the college hockey realm. Uh, what was your experience like at SCSU and, and how did that propel you forward into your broadcasting career?
1: I had such a good time at St. Cloud State. I mean, just, you know, being able to go to a school not only – Pretty close to home. It's like two and a half hours away, and somewhere that was still pretty familiar. I had a really good experience. I met a lot of really awesome people and was given a lot of really great opportunities in my time there, too. And if you know anything about their broadcasting program that they have there, it is top notch. Uh, We compete with all of uh, this random school in the middle of central Minnesota, competing with the huge schools like ASU, Mizzou, Ball State. Uh, Syracuse so huge universities place were placing first against them in certain competitions that are nationwide and so I was able to get a lot of exposure and experience there really early on which I'm so grateful for and I was able to cover a little bit of basketball baseball football primarily hockey and all of the other sports that I was able to do live coverage for and then anchor our sportscast for our newscast, host some shows. That really prepared me for that experience. I got to be the ice side reporter for the St. Cloud State men's hockey team. We covered a few women's games as well in my time there. And that's a position a lot of people get later on in their career. I mean, I wasn't doing it for NBC or anything, but it was still just a really unique experience that really set me up to get the job that I have now. And I had so much fun doing it. I had a lot of really great people to learn from along the way and to kind of coach me too, while I was there. And I'm just really grateful that I was given that opportunity.
0: He's not going to say it, but uh, Andrew here uh, (laughs) did something pretty similar at North Dakota. So.
2: Little oh I did, big, I did, big yeah. fighting
1: hawks guy uh
2: I, w- I wouldn't say fighting hawks fan but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was there yeah i was there when they actually changed the name and it was it wasn't received quite well um no still a yeah. great school though great yeah school. i know there
1: there's been a, a lot of things that i've heard about that
2: <laughs> it seems sure. like everyone loves it so, now so whatever works yeah uh,
1: i mean i wouldn't say everybody uh, no, yeah. <laughs> i still hear a lot of people that don't right. accept that name but
2: i think the kids that are at school now they don't really know a difference so they're the ones that are like yeah whatever but me i'm like i was there when we didn't even have Cincinnati a name Hawks. and i was no we didn't even have a name mark we were just <laughs> north dakota and i was like i'm cool with that so that's <laughs> what
3: it is so, uh, St. Cloud playing in the NCHC and everything. We saw last year you making some videos imitating teams in the NCHC. We've seen a few people do that in the NHL as well as the NFL. Uh, we thought you absolutely nailed them, by the way. But uh, how, fun the- how fun was it making those? And what kind of, what was the reception like?
1: Um, well, first off, I want to say I'm really surprised you guys even saw that. <laughs> it feels like it was forever ago, too. I mean, I was so bored at the time. And it was actually really random because it wasn't – my idea to even really come up with those I had just made a TikTok and was making random videos to pass the time just like everyone else was and uh, um, my producer for our hockey broadcast actually sent me a message over Facebook Messenger and it was I'm gonna say her name wrong but I think you guys will know who I'm talking about Annie Agger who has been doing like the Big Ten Zoom meetings and the NFL Zoom meetings, Mm -hmm. she actually sent me her Big Ten one and he was saying, you should do one for the NCHC. And I was like, you know, I I could probably come up with something. (laughs) And so then, I mean, I was just messing around in my room and the things that I said just kind of came to my mind right away. And I thought they were funny. I mean, I think I'm always funny. I might sometimes be funny to other people. So I guess I was really (laughs) surprised that other people thought it was funny too. Didn't expect it to get the attention that it did, but I mean, I had I had a good time with it.
0: Yeah, you touched on this a little earlier. Uh, so it was your junior year of high school that you decided you were going to go to St. Cloud State and obviously it's their biggest sport, but was that kind of when you decided that hockey was going to be the future uh, of your career, kind of the sport that you wanted to pursue uh, long-term?
1: Honestly, no. Um, I had no idea what I was in for. To be completely honest, it's always been a dream of mine to cover college football. And mm. I had always thought there'd be no experience quite like covering SEC football. So I think that's always been a big dream of mine. And especially in high school, I was like, that's my end goal. That's what I want to be doing. So I thought, you know, what better way? to get that reporting experience than, you know, doing it for the university's top hockey program, their top tier broadcast that they have, that they're known for. So I thought I was just going to get reps in for what I thought I wanted to do with that. And then as I started covering more hockey, learning the game even more, I mean, you guys can probably speak on this too. You fall in love with it. Like it's such a great sport. And even when I was getting close to graduating, I was you know, not expecting to go cover the SEC right away doing sideline college football reporting, but I was really open to anything, any opportunity that presented itself. So when the wild messaged me, I honestly was really taken back. I didn't expect an opportunity like that. Um, It wasn't anything that I had originally applied for, was aiming for, but I mean, when the opportunity came about, there was no way that I could say no. And I'm, really happy too that I'm given the opportunity to stay in my home state a little bit longer um, and be close to a team that I mean I may not have always been their number one fan but <laughs> that I grew up watching and so it's really really cool.
0: Don't tell them that You're, you've only had a job like four or five months They could still get rid of you.
1: <laughs> um, I know I do think I slipped into my boss and like you know what is really funny I actually was a Predators fan. He's like, Oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, it, it's fine. I do love the wild. I do. I'm not saying anything bad about them. I, they're oh, yeah. an awesome, they're an awesome organization. And that's not even me just buttering them up. Cause I have a job with them. Like truly, I feel very lucky because I have certain people that talk to me that, you know, say they have crappy producers that they don't necessarily love the people they work with. Mm -hmm. and working with the wild, just every team member that I do have, everyone I've noticed is so encouraging. And a lot of in meetings, everyone will just start it off positive feedback saying, thank you so much. And everyone, if they're, if you're doing something like everyone is so appreciative of it and they make sure to tell you, and I guess I wasn't necessarily expecting that kind of atmosphere, but I'm so thankful to work for a company like that. And um, I, I'm just, again, thankful because not a lot of people have that same experience.
0: We're going to need the names of those people and the organizations that suck.
2: I, uh, <laughs> I digress. I can't see anything. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, when you were at St. Cloud, the, the Huskies for, you know, a decent amount of time, they were, they were a powerhouse team and then they're a little lull there for a while, but now they're back at it. But just how, how much fun was it covering those teams?
1: If I An experience unlike any other, that's for sure. I mean, when you're covering the number one team in the nation for two years, I mean, that's not something a lot of people do get the opportunity to do. So it was really fun. I, you can't complain when you're winning games, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of a lot of fun. You feed off that energy. You feed off the fans, especially when you're right there in the midst of all of the action. Um, And plus the NCHC, I mean, I'm not saying they're the best conference in college hockey. No, they are. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I think that all of the recent national titles that have been coming out of that conference, I think Mm. the last five years unanswered, that kind of speaks for itself. But I mean, all college hockey is fun to watch, but the NCHC too is just something special. And being able to cover a lot of the top teams year in and year out, it was a lot of fun and the rivalries too. I mean, when oh, yeah. North Dakota comes to town, Minnesota, Duluth, even non-conference rival, but former rival, the Gophers, when they would come, it's just an electric crowd and so much fun.
3: Yeah. Marshy's told us story after story of just how insane those crowds can get, especially in the North mm-hmm. Dakota scene and just everywhere in the NCHC.
1: Yeah. North Dakota fans, they travel really, really well, regardless yeah, a of bit. who they're playing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, fast forward to now with the wild, uh, with the many different NHL COVID protocols and just the times we're in, uh, kind of what are the differences between your day to day job activities compared to what you're used to or hope to expect when things kind of lighten up, get back to somewhat normal?
1: You know, it's been tough in the sense that when I started this job, I've been remote for a good chunk of it. Um, we. I think we have 150 fans that are allowed in the arena now, but I think a lot of that is friends and family members of the players. I don't know for sure. So don't quote me entirely, but my main role is in arena hosting and I haven't gotten to do that yet. (laughs) Um, But I'm, I'm, I think the plan is that I'll be at every home game from here on out doing that, whether it's in front of a small crowd until we build back up to those big crowds, So, I mean, that was one part of my job that's a huge component of it that I just don't get to do right now. Um, And like I said, when I started, I was getting trained in all remotely because that's all we really could do. Um, Still, I have to say, just really thankful that they were able to get me on board when they could because I know a lot of people that are still really struggling to get their foot in the door and to get a job. So again, just really thankful to have a job. (laughs) But I do get to... Host a weekly show called Wild Amplified for them. So I've been going up at least once a week to film that. And that's been a lot of fun too. So, you know, it's been different, but once restrictions can get eased back a little bit more, I'm really hoping just to, you know, get closer, move, well, physically move up to St. Paul. Cause right now I'm still living down in Rochester. So it's about, an hour, 15 minute drive to and from the XL. So I'm hoping first and foremost, just to get closer to there and then hopefully get to do more things in person, whether it's interviews, getting to interact with fans, be at the games, those are the big things. Just the things that I think we once took for granted that I'm really excited to get back to or get to start doing in this job.
0: Well, I mentioned in our intro uh, at the beginning of the show or at the beginning of the interview that you co-host your own Sports Talk uh, podcast, and you just recently announced the start of that off the record. How much fun has that been? Um, It's not just hockey. And and for the listeners that don't know, kind of what can you tell us about it?
1: So that's been something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and it was just kind of finding the right people to work with on it. And a girl that I went to school with named Paige, she's also on the show. She primarily produces and edits it at edits the show. Um, She's involved on it. And so I was talking to her early on about the idea. She said she was on board and I was just kind of talking back and forth with her. I'm like, we just need to find the right co-host, someone who's fun, someone who also loves sports. I would be all in on this. And one person that kept coming to my mind was Alexis, Alexis Downey. And, uh, you know, I've never met her in person, which might be a little weird for some <laughs> people to think of like, you host a show with her and you've never actually met her. Well, we've been in contact for a couple of years. She reached out to me on LinkedIn and never like two years ago. And ever since then, you know, just connecting with each other over text, whatever, like we just stayed in contact. So I reached out to her to see if she'd be interested. She was all in. We both cleared it with our bosses to make sure like we were good to go with this side project. They had no issue with it. And so then from there on out, it was just, you know, piggybacking off ideas in a group chat. And then, you know, here it is now it's come to life and we're super excited about it. Uh, We both primarily work covering hockey, but we both have passions for other sports too. And don't necessarily get the opportunity to talk about them. So I think sometimes people forget, like, we don't just love hockey. Like we love football, you know, college basketball, everything, baseball. And we want to talk about that too. And this was the perfect opportunity. And now we're just hoping we can continue to build off of this. Our show primarily airs on YouTube right now, but we're working on getting it on Apple podcasts and Spotify as well but you know, we're really hoping as we move along, we can get more people to interact with us. That was another big hope for the show, get people's opinions telling us if they think we're right or we're wrong with what we talk about in the show. I mean, that's half the fun is debating about sports. So those are some of the things to expect and really just looking forward to coming up with new ideas and see where it goes.
0: Yeah, anybody who listens to this show knows I love arguing about sports.
1: So.
3: It's his favorite right. thing actually. <laughs> it can get a little tough sometimes, but Yeah, hey,
1: you know, that's exactly. that's where the fun's at.
2: <laughs> that's exactly how how we got started. We just you have to find the right people and, you know, I asked Brendan if he wanted to do this and reluctantly we got Mark involved as well, still debating on him. It's been a year though, but yeah, I'm still kind of up in the air. <laughs> no, I just but, know a few people. That's the only reason why I'm here. <laughs> but it is fun. Once you get the right people, you just do it, and it doesn't even become a job. It's just something like, well, it's not really a job, but it's just something you love to do, and you just do it every single week. You meet so many people doing it, too. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I I feel super thankful. I feel like that's the common trend here. Like, I'm just super thankful I keep saying that. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I have – friends again who aren't necessarily happy with their jobs their work their typical nine to five and I sit back and I'm like I don't have complaints I love what I do yeah. like this is what I've been wanting to do and I get the opportunity to do it
3: right can't ask for much more well Kirsten we want to thank you for coming on the show
0: uh obviously try to make the best of your uh I guess, hybrid job right now. It's kind of tough, but wish you luck in the future. And hopefully you're watching a lot of uh, hosting. I should say a lot of in arena blues, five, nothing wins.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see about that. But, uh, you know, yeah. Thank you guys again for inviting me on. It was great talking to you guys and looking forward to the wild, getting back on the ice and hopefully a lot more wild wins than anything else.
3: There you go.
2: All right, we want to thank Kirsten Kroll for joining the show. Keller trying to get those chirps and the uh, big blues guy. We got you know, to let her, let her know. I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. I didn't chirp anybody. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, <sighs> good interview. And uh, we look forward to hearing from her in the future. Wish her nothing but the best. But now we got to move on to our series of the week. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Keller's been on kind of a streak, kind of a heater. Hopefully, he can slow down for our sake. Mark had a huge lead, starting to uh, starting to Diminishing. Down. It's diminishing. It so, let's get going with our series of the week. The best teams. The best matchup. Get your predictions ready. It's the series of the week. Keller, you, you jumped me. You jump me in the standing drip. are who shocked? On one. What'd you say? I said who shocked? Yeah, whatever. So let's go over the let's go over the records. Keller, 13 and 14. I am 12 and 15. And Mark is 16 and 11. Still got a lot of time left, so I'm not worried. But I have to go first now. Keller said I'm in the basement, as uh, as what you called it, correct? No, I did call it that. Yeah, yes. I'm at the bottom, and I'm used to that because I've lived in the basement for a while <laughs> like in real life i went I, spent, I, I lived in college i lived in the basement of my house it was really okay. oh okay. yeah it's fantastic i mean it's not like nice and
3: cold down there I bet you slept great oh absolutely
2: yeah but it's not like i'm sleeping like on a fucking rug on concrete it's like there was a room down there dude i used, <laughs> when i lived when i was at my parents house I During the summers,
3: I would usually sleep in the basement because that's where my gaming stuff was. I had this, like, foam fucking foldable pad that I used as a bed for, like, an entire summer. I don't know how or why I did it, but it sounds like the worst thing ever now, but I loved it back then. It was terrible. Literally just a full three-way foldable little thing like that thick. I don't know. Like a cot?
0: Sounds like Mark. Not even a cot, dude. It was literally, like,
3: you it had handles, and you could, like, fold it up and carry it. It's literally just a piece of foam. It sounds like Mark
0: not wanting to leave his fucking PS4 for too long.
3: <laughs> it's exactly what it was.
2: <laughs> to like three or four in the morning. I just didn't want to go upstairs, so I just went to bed. Mark hits his energy. He has to, he has to plug himself into the PS4. Yeah. Or, uh, as He's like a USB port. Yep, whenever I go to sleep, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into this game. Um, we have Bemidji State. In Minnesota State So Minnesota State At Bemidji State It's uh What is it Thursday and Saturday?
0: Yeah It's a home and home uh, The first game's At Minnesota State second game's At Bemidji uh, Okay So Thursday's At Mini State Second game's At Bemidji
3: uh, I'm looking at it It says both are At Bemidji And it's Friday, Saturday I'm on the fucking Minnesota State Fucking website I'm on CHN
2: And I got, got At and at one of them's not right then obviously someone's not right yeah i don't know then so we have minnesota state at bemidji state this weekend keller claims it's a home and home mark i don't claim
0: shit the minnesota state websites
3: claims it's a home and home yeah and mark's saying something else chn says it's friday saturday both at bemidji so i don't know where these games are being
2: played but they're being played the class of titans Right it now. doesn't matter because I'm gonna get them both right anyways. <laughs> oh,
3: <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, so I like the uh, I like the Mavericks to. Oh, we're we'll getting right into it, okay? Oh yeah, we're getting right into it. Um, you know that whole idea of Keller saying a couple weeks ago, whenever they have a bad game, they instantly bounce back. They're absolutely taking the first game, and I think it's kind of hard. This team's kind of buzzing right now. I know Bemidji State's kind of had their number. Not going to be a problem this weekend. I got a Minnesota State sweep. Keller already put it down in the dock. He already knew where I was going. Boom.
0: Here's the problem you're fucking wrong. Uh, It's just not what's going to happen. I've been on Bemidji State for the last month or so. They did fall out of our top 16. You know what? That's fine. I think, uh, you know, there's a nice little battle here between these two teams. You know, obviously Bemidji's. Last few years have been you know, better than what they have been this year, but it, it doesn't matter. Here's the fucking problem, or here's, the, here's why it doesn't matter, because I'm on a hot streak, and whatever I say is bound to happen, I'm going Bemidji State. Bemidji State, I was looking at a few things. They are, you know, the power play is not great, but they, I believe, have the number one or two PK in the country, and Minnesota State has a really good power play. So I think one of uh, I believe they're top eight or five or eight in the country in power play. Minnesota State is obviously the X factor here. Uh, They're number two. Who? Minnesota State. They're number two. Power play.
3: Yes, twenty nine. Number two power play.
0: Number two power play versus number two PK. Obviously, theoretically, the PK is going to kill more than they give up just no matter what, even the elite ones, uh, the power plays are only, you know, buzzing at about 30%. But I think one of these games that Bemidji State is going to be able to hold them over uh, on this power play because of how good their PK is. And obviously the X factor is Dryden McKay. He's, you know, he is what he is. He's unbelievable. And obviously that's, you know, in my head, I can't, I can't rule that out. So he's absolutely, they're absolutely going to win one game. Uh, But I think Bemidji State's going to be able to, to take one. Now, which one I'm not sure because location matters, in my opinion, um, if they do have to play a road game or not. But for the sake of the argument, let's say they're both in Bemidji. I still especially think that they're going to take one. Uh, give me the first game, Bemidji and then Minnesota State.
1: Okay.
3: All right, so I mean, this weekend is going to be a goaltender duel of goaltender duels. I mean, Zach driscoll has been on very, very, very solid all year, and especially in the last two games. His uh, last two games against Michigan Tech. Bemidji won both of these games, mind you. The shots were 48 to 24, Michigan Tech. Bemidji won 4 to 1. Michigan then,
1: Tech?
3: Oh, yeah, you're talking about yeah. That. Okay. yeah. And then the next game, Bemidji won this game 2 to 1, and the shots were 34 to 16, at Michigan Tech. So this psychopath faced over 80 shots in two games and allowed two goals. Uh, this kid is stopping everything right now. Dryden McKay seems to always stop everything, apparently. Um, so, I mean, I'm expecting both of these to be one nothing, 2-1 ranges for both of these games. And just for, for the sake of it, I'm also saying a split here between Bemidji and Minnesota. One goalie one is goalie's going to steal one, one night and the other is going to steal it the other night. That's just what I see happening here with both goalies as elite as they are. So I'm gonna go mini mini game one, Bemidji game two.
2: There it is. We're all different. I like it because someone can catch another guy. Mark probably gonna be in the lead for a little bit, at least. a no, couple No, not more for weeks. long
0: because I'm gonna make up two right here. Because like I said, I was you know I'm gonna win.
3: He's getting <laughs> it right. Yeah.
0: So I'm only gonna be a game back after this week. Uh, that's fair.
2: <laughs> and you'll be three. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, fuck me then. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for the show this week. People don't know this. We recorded on Sunday.
0: We did. uh, Because Big Blues Game Monday, that means Andrew Marsh, big clock in.
2: Here's the thing. First game. uh, Well, it wasn't the first game, but uh, called the Maryville game last night. Was not at the Blues game. Oh, was that the first time you had to miss? First time I, I had to miss since... I picked up that position. So, so who is there uh, yeah. a fill-in or did they just yeah, like we'll get right. another guy? We we'll get another guy. But um, that yeah. normally does not work when you do. No. Yeah. He, 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 he works during the day during the week. And then, so they brought him in to, Oh, for like shows
0: out. like actual radio shows. Yeah. Yeah. In.
2: Yeah. So um, he came in and then I pulled the 6am shift and then Woo! had to move all day. And then went to the Maryville game. By the way, our guy, Cole Mudra, back in the lineup this weekend. <laughs> he had it not was. been in the lineup all year until this weekend. First game, got a point. I think the kid has to be like plus four or some shit right now. Oh, I, my
0: I God. Did I not send you the text he sent me? oh well, you did. What? What? what oh, my God. So cheese. Out of nowhere yesterday. Uh, we're not having a conversation. Text me at 1030 last night. I got an apple. But I was plus three. One of my lineings had four goals. I was on the ice for all five of ours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god! He was on the line that scored like five goals last night. Do,
0: do they submit their lineup like in order though?
2: What do you mean? Of
0: like one through four?
2: He had four yeah. assists. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's Dude, not a four assists. Stare at it. It says yeah. he, has he played four twice assists. though. He's played in two games.
3: I know. No, it he says he has two games with four assists and, a, and one on the paper.
2: Yeah. So
0: maybe he had three assists the first game.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. He, he had one assist in the first game, three last night. He's not. On ne- Saturday night. Yeah. What, are, are why are you surprised by this, Mark?
3: I guess I wasn't paying that close of attention. I was trying to find it. But, yeah, he had four assists. It's decent yeah so i thought you said he was a plus four that's where i mean, I mean he, had four he said that yeah I no know, i didn't mean i didn't know he had forces i thought he was just like yeah i was on the ice i'm sick
0: Louis, what he said is i got an a n an apple but oh. i was plus three one of my lineies had four goals i was on that's the right, ice okay. for all five of our goals so i guess okay. he was get out there for a couple of their goals to make yeah, it I'm with, I'm with you
2: i'm with you i'm with you but here, here's the here's that's the funny a stat thing. sheet
0: guy that's the stat sheet guy right after the game ends he wants to look what, see, what it, see what he see what he had
3: yeah he, hey coach what i have
2: no hey you want to hear an even an even funnier thing uh. first goal this kid comes down his name's christian alvagran he's the guy that had four goals last night okay or four goals rings one off the bar i'm pretty sure like it went in it went in like it hit the bar and then went in but it looked like it did like a double doink thing First guy there to just bang home the, the already goal and raise his hands up into the corner <laughs> and everyone goes in to hug him. Cole Mudra. <laughs> Jesus.
0: What Ooh. number's he rock?
2: Number nine. Nine. Yeah.
0: He was for a minute there. I don't know if it was when he was he played in like I don't know what league it was. It's was like Colorado. <laughs> I think he was
3: sixty-one for a minute interesting nice. big Nick Berger number he wore 43 at Kirkwood that's a horrible number <laughs> I swear to God he
2: wore like 43 you'll have to double check that but he wore some horse shit number I remember that 58 weeks ago future uh 200 foot game podcast guests we'll have to get him on the show at some point if he uh text us back Yeah, Jesus. Well, I
0: I did comment that on his Instagram post. And, uh, yeah, obviously, if you do the math and you know anything about anything, (laughs) it's over a year year. ago.
2: I'm going to say it now. He was our secret weapon.
3: For a long time. It just (laughs) never
2: came into play. That's good. That's good for us.
3: Yeah. Zach Zach Jordan
0: ended up being the secret weapon, though. He He really was. I think think we secret weaponed.
3: I literally... (laughs) And then he called... backed out. He yeah, did back was, out. We did see the weapon. Him secret weapon, Zach Jordan. And I called Zach, and he, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, eating dinner. I'm like, all right, you want to get all the pottery done? Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know he's eating fucking grilled chicken. Oh, let's see rice. how that fuckhead
3: did this weekend. They had like yeah. three
2: games. Zach Jordan report. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We didn't uh, have a yeah we didn't we didn't have a designated segment for him yet. Uh, he only we played one of the one. games, Mark. Huh? He only, he only, I'm looking at his DB. He, he only has three games played, so he might have only played one of the games.
3: Well, I thought they had three. They might have only played one because when I clicked on the standings, they only had three games played. Yeah, they've only played three. Oh my God, Uh, they
0: updated his picture. Let's go on HockeyDB. He is in a Cleveland Monsters J.
3: Let's go. He leads the team in shots. (laughs) (laughs) He's got Ted.
0: He is playing with Nathan Gerby right now.
2: That's decent. That's so funny. He
3: hasn't scored or anything yet, but. And Cliff
2: Pooh.
3: Oh, the best name in hockey.
2: Not close. What about, uh? who was the one guy yesterday, a part of the um, uh,
3: outdoor game? D- D- Dusty Gooch. <laughs> Dusty
2: Gooch.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, man, what a name. It's so incredible. sick. All right. Well, Mark, when can you listen to us?
3: On Tuesdays, baby. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, uh, whatever app you use to click the play button. You know, like, rate,
2: subscribe, follow, share, all that good shit. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, this podcast gets dropped on Tuesday hopefully, because yes. <laughs> Bus sprout is uh, having some problems, which is our which is our di- uh, distributor
3: for this podcast. So it, it could be an interesting Tuesday. Wait, what happened? Color they got hacked?
0: Yeah, they I don't know DDoS. what the acronym. Yeah, they got Ddos. D- okay, so hold on. I was about to say I don't know what
3: it means, but it clearly
0: <laughs> Mark knows what it means.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> D- Ddos. It's 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 a Denial it's... of Service attack, I think, is what it's called. Uh, I don't know why it's called DDoS, but it's a denial of service. So pretty much, it's well, a I can cyber tell you what
0: the DOS dish. means. Then,
3: well, yeah, I don't know why there's two D's though. <laughs> I don't know why there's two D's. That's why that's what doesn't make sense. But it literally, it just shuts down the, it just shuts down the host to the internet. That's all it does. I mean,
2: it completely fucks the website,
3: but it just, it just shuts it down.
2: And this is because people were sending like uh help request or something is that i don't know i
3: didn't re- i didn't read i didn't read the email too too in depth i just saw oh, so DDoS you, did, you and didn't read it happened. i actually read it i saw it said ddos and i knew what happened i didn't read anything else dude
2: okay apparently what happened was is that someone was putting in so many like requests for help like uh you know like, like customer center yeah, yeah, yeah like customer service questions and shit like that they put so many in to spam them And uh, they said that they're asking for it's like a ransom, dude. They're asking for money for Buzzsprout to pay them to give them money or they're going to keep doing it. And they like contacted like the uh, like FBI and shit like that. Dude, I read the whole thing. It's so funny. That's why I was like, are we even going to be able to post this on Tuesday?
3: (laughs) How the heck? What the shit? I thought they got hacked. That's just I mean, they kind of did, but kind of. But like. I don't know I feel like that's just a shitty setup but I don't know I don't know I don't know shit about websites so I just know what DDoS means
2: yep I don't know shit about fuck so Um. (laughs) I don't
3: know shit about fuck
2: all right Keller any final words before we blast out of here
0: blast out of here there's a mark phrase.
2: yeah i do have a final thought uh
0: down the road uh once zach jordan gets established in this locker room i think it's only fair that he tosses us nathan gerby for an interview uh you know shortest guy ever i think that's that'd one. be decent he only had 68 <laughs> points his uh, last year at bc so uh it wouldn't be that bad uh but yeah that's that's my final thought i'm putting it out there i know zach's gonna listen so i don't yeah, mean per- mark doesn't even have to text him He's no. gonna be like, oh fuck, this what what's he what's me this guy to do. I get it. You only been there three games. You gotta fucking get yourself acclimated. Make a few friendships.
3: Hey, but for hey. those for those of you who don't know, Nathan Gerby is five foot four. Yeah. He's a buzz, he's a buzzsaw, though. Literally. You forgot absolutely. that part. He is. Uh, he is. But uh
0: yeah, that's all I got, Zach. You know what to do uh down the road a few months from now. Uh but anyways, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye. You don't
3: know what to-